The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Or something like that. And if you want to go fishing, you can't. Or you can't. 
saying to someone is really important, something we all do. I remember back before my wife and I had kids, we were over in the United States of America for a wedding. We had the opportunity to go to Disneyland. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a crowd and seen people to Disneyland. If you know anything about crowds, now you've been to a 40 or a supermarket when it's practiced, and it used to be practiced 50 times. Crowds move, don't they? And if you're trying to get somewhere, it's very easy to be influenced by those around you and find yourself getting lost. We had this situation in Disneyland. I had already purchased this head covering thing with like a pirate bandana with goofy ears and that stuff. Good idea. I'll put this on, and you can follow me. Keep an eye on the headwear, and we'll make our way to where we want to go. So the leader goes, and everyone else follows behind, making headway. It's one thing to follow someone in a crowd of Disneyland to get to where we want to go. It's much more serious about who we follow in life, isn't it? to follow someone in life, to navigate their way in life. Very easy for us to be influenced by the crowd around us, to be led down a straight path. When it comes to your life, and more importantly, when it comes your spiritual walk with God, the question this passage has for us today is who are you following? And the important follow-up question for that is where are they leading you? Who are you following? Where are they leading Malachi 2, 1 to 9, there is a spotlight is on the priests of Israel. In fact, it's been on them since Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. They've been in duty there. Now, the, the Levites and the priests in Israel, they were really important, you might say. They had the responsibility, specific responsibility, for the religious life of the Israelites. And the priests were descendants of Aaron specifically. They also were, were Levites. God had set apart the tribe of Levi for him especially. In Numbers chapter 1, the Lord had said to Moses, You must count the tribe of Levi. You must not count the tribe of Levi or include them in the census of the other Israelites. Instead, appoint the Levites to be in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant Lord, over all its furnishings and everything belonging to it. They are to carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings. They are to take care of it and camp around it. So the Levites had special charge of God's holy places, the tabernacle and the tent and the temple. As I said, the priests were specifically from the family of Aaron. 
one of the leaders. And they had even more specific responsibilities in their society. The priests were responsible for the sacrifices of the Lord. They were responsible for the teaching of the Lord. And they were responsible for applying the Lord. Now, the sacrifices have already been addressed in Malachi chapter 1, verses 16 through 14. The instruction of the Lord is now addressed here in chapter 2, verses 14. The thing for us to remember is when it comes to priests, priests go first. They lead the way in Israel's covenant relationship with God. They set the example of covenant faithfulness. If the priests are unfaithful, then Israel is going to be in trouble. So as we go through this morning, we're going to look at what makes a faithful priest. Well, first we'll notice that a faithful priest honors God. We see that in verse 25. And now, O priest, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name because of all the faith, then I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you do not know Let's start with that word, listen. The truth is going on behind this word as it relates to truth. Including in the range of meaning for this word, listen here, are the ideas to hear, to listen, and to obey. To hear, listen, and obey. Well, the priests have already heard, they already know what's expected of them. So the call here is a command to consider what the Lord is saying. And to take action. And to make this crystal clear, we see the phrase added to that, take it to heart. We've got an idea of what taking something to heart is. To have something sit heavy on your heart, isn't it? Sometimes we can take to heart a comment that someone says about us. We can take to heart some advice someone gives something to ask is the language of repentance and turning. There's, there's plenty more going on here. These, these words, there's a, there's a play going on of the words related to weight, to volume, and to value. The phrase is take it to heart and give honor. Relate to giving weight, volume, and value. And God is saying, you need to give weight, volume, and value to honor my name. This pastor Duncan brought our attention to the other week. God's name encompasses everything about God. Priests are called to honor God's name first and foremost. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. 
God says, when a son honors his father, and a servant his master, if then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Since the Lord of hosts to you, O priest, who despise my name. He despises the opposite of honor. It's to give something no weight, no judgment, to consider it as hatred. So God is saying to the priest, Consider this carefully and take action. Give me the honor I deserve. Give me the position I deserve. Give me the glory I deserve. And if the priests don't do this, if they don't turn and honor God, then they'll be cursed. The verse 3 now continues this theme of cursing. Says, Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offspring, and you shall be taken away with We all know what a rebuke is, don't we? That, that reprimand. But this rebuke from God is it's more than just a verbal dressing down by God. It's more than just him shaking his finger at them. So you have a mention of spreading dung on faces. It seems a bit gross, doesn't it? Almost seems out of place. What is this is spreading dung on your faces? Well, if you think it's about to get gross, the dung or the entrails, you might say, of the sacrificial animals were placed on God's altar as a part of a sacrifice. They were taken with the rest of the carcass outside of the tent to be burned and disposed of there. It was polluted, it was unfit for the presence of God to be offered in sacrifice. So what God is saying here is he'll make them polluted before him. He will disqualify them from being in his presence and ministering on behalf of the people. They'll be turned away. They'll be rejected, put out. He disposed of them. Turn out 21st century mindset. You might be tempted to put Bit of a, a sin, bit of our own sin on this. You can't do that, Bill. Refill, study some more, find an accident. This is this is exile language. They'll be taken away, God says. I will reject them. But the Israelites had previously been exiled by God for their lack of honor and things. Why does God have these firm words for the priests of the Well, because priests go first. The 
priests are the religious leaders of Israel. And he wants the priests to turn in repentance and honor him, and therefore the people to turn into in repentance and honor him. The Israelites have followed the priests into sin. And to turn them, you must turn the priests. If you're going to turn a horse, you've got to turn its head to the station. Look at verse 4. So shall you know that I have set this command to you, that my covenant is neither in the My covenant with him was one of life and peace. And I gave him to them to him. It was a covenant of fear that he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. This firm word from God, this rebuke of God to the priest, not through words of love for the priest. Remember, right back at the start of Malachi, God says, I have loved you, and I love you still. And here, he is loving them still. Words of love for the priest, words of love for his people Israel. He's not just speaking out of love for them. He's also speaking out of the honor that is due to his name. The words of verse 5 allude to a, a Levite named Phineas. We read about him in Numbers 25. Phineas was an example of a priest honoring God's name. An example of a priest who would act for the sake of Israel in preserving God's name, standing in awe of God's name. Story of Phineas, it comes when some of the Israelites were blatantly and openly sinning against God. And he might say that Phineas put an end to their sin. Listeners, I read uh, from Numbers 25, verses 10 to 13. The Lord said to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned my anger away from the Israelites. Since he was a zealous for my honor among them as I am, I did not put an end to them in my hand. Therefore, tell him, I am making my covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants will have a covenant of a lasting peacefulness because he was zealous for the honor of his God and made a covenant to the Israelites. Phineas was the example of a faithful priest who the honor he held God in. For all he stood before God's name, and he considered the sin of the people, and he asked to preserve God's honor. honor. He is an example of a faithful priest. Now as Malachi 2 moves through verses 6, 7, we have laid out for us a prototype a pattern for what a faithful priest should look like. It fills it out more fully, you might say, than what we've already started. Not only does a faithful priest honor God, but they also speak and teach the truth about God. Verse 6 True instruction was in his mouth, 
and no wrong was shared on his feet. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from mystery. For his lips to the lips of a priest to guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of Christ. The word messenger there, that's another word that would be worth an underline. It's going to be a major prayer for us in chapter 3 of Malachi. The word messenger might mean a little bit different to what it used to mean. So when you think messenger, it would be sort of a faithful thing you might say. That's how many people today are used to hearing this. But if we go back before Facebook, and even possibly before Bill Gilligan was born, messengers used to be people who would deliver messages from one another from one person to another. They were communicators of a message. And as messengers of God, priests needed to deliver God's message. He didn't trust his message to them, and they were tied with passing that on to the people. They needed to know the law of God and then teach and instruct God's people in the law that God has given them. This teaching and instruction also includes making rulings about the law, making rulings on how to rightfully apply the law to the Israelites' life. They were sort of guides to Israel in that time. As we've gone through these words, you'll notice that right words and right walking or right living don't tend to be human, don't they? We don't like hypocrites, do we? Someone who says one thing and knows another. Well, neither does God. See, a faithful priest also needs to model faithful living. They walk with God. See, they live in obedience to Him, in righteousness, in right relationship with Him. They model a life of truth. They model a life of covenant faithfulness to the people. And three, his life of truth and obedience. The ideal faithful priest. That God will turn many people from iniquity to sin. So Israel was to learn from their priests how to walk in right relationship with God. To learn how to honor his name in the practice of their everyday life. But instead of doing this, the priests in Malachi's day have been the ones who have turned. And as they have turned, so has Israel turned. They've turned away from truth. Their instruction in the law is polluted and corrupted. They've turned away from the knowledge of God, and Israel has spoken. Look at verse 8. You have turned aside from the ways of the Lord. 
You have caused many to stumble by your instructions. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi since the Lord of Hosts. And so I make you despise and abase the thought of the former people. It is much as you do not keep my ways to show partiality in your instructions. You're no longer walking with God and others are following them down the wrong path. Notice the word many there. Now the ideal priest in verse 6 turns many from sin and iniquity. Here in verse 8, the priest of Malachi's day has caused many to stumble. Either way, being a priest comes with powerful influence, doesn't it? We know the powerful the power of influence today, don't we? We've got such a thing as influence on the influence. And they do are people who will accept something from advertising and different things and influence their following into buying that product, to going to that place, to thinking this stuff. We're surrounded by influences today. Influence has the potential to be such a good thing, God says. It can be used to turn people from sin and iniquity and turn to God. But influence also has the power to use for evil. It can be used to turn people away from God, to sin, and sin. As a result, they will be despised or treated with disrespect in the eyes of the people. And they will be abased. The king is having little value by people. In other words, they will be treated the same way in which they have treated God. It's one that was largely exciting. You regularly read about how, because of the priest's leadership, the Israelites fall into sin. Not much has changed today, has it? Still, leaders and priests, we might say, fall into iniquity and lead their followers into sin. If the priests fail, then what hope is there for God's church? Will the ideal of the true, faithful priests of God, will that ever be a reality, or will that forever be just an ideal, just a passage? We do have the ideal, faithful priest. That is the title that can be given to a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. 
See, Jesus Christ was the one who perfectly honored God's name. In Him was true instruction, true living, true covenant faithfulness. He is our faithful priest. He fulfills the faithful ideal. And people, we are called to follow Him. Are you following Jesus today? As you walk through this crowd, as you're influenced by those around you, are your eyes on Jesus? We all need to follow the faithful priest. But friends, we don't just get off easily by saying that we've got to follow the right person. We are told that we are all, every believer is to be a faithful priest in the service of God. We're all called to guide people to Jesus, to honour Jesus, to speak in and teach the truth about Him. We're all called to model lives of faithful living in relationship with Jesus. Peter says this in 1 Peter chapter 2. We put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual will that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. as we walk through the crowd of influences of our lives, remember that Jesus is the one up the front, leading the way. So rather than blindly following the person who is in front of you, stick your head up and look to where Jesus is leading As we finish this morning, the question I ask is the same one we ask this morning. Who are you following? Is a particular preacher, a Christian leader? Maybe it's a, a podcast or someone like that who's got particular influence in your life right now. As you think about things, ask yourself another question. 
And the measure of that is, does it turn you from iniquity and sin and turn you towards the Lord Jesus Christ? What about their life? Do they live what they speak? Maybe you're following someone who is less than ideal, less than faithful. If that is the case, then where are they going to lead you? It's hard to take reasons from to what's going on. Take a look at it. We've got all got a responsibility to the influence we're going to have in the lives of other people. So why not be a priest to someone who you see is going astray? Why not grab hold of them as they walk down the wrong path and say, I've got to be following Jesus. He's the one leading the way. Come with me. We're going we thank you that in it you show us that we are in desperate need. Of, of people, people who have a powerful influence of us, you know. We've got a desperate need of following people who will lead us to you. Father, you show us that we are people who can be easily turned. We can be influenced by those whom we follow to turn away from you. But we can also be influenced and turned towards you. Father, I pray that you would surround us with those people. Give us leaders today who will point us to Christ. Who will remind us that He is the one up front leading the way. And we are to be following in His footsteps. Lord, for us who have particular positions to give us influence. Protect us. Keep us close to you. May we not see ourselves as people who are lone, lone leaders. May we know that we are all free following in the footsteps of our crucified Savior. And through His death, 
and resurrection as a time for our sin to turn us back to you. I pray for us all we all have been sent to love us. Make us faithful, I ask. Keep us close to you, I pray, in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.